Hello. Hello. Welcome. To. X to the Zennial. I'm Kat. I'm Stella. Are we going to keep doing this? I mean, it's, it's a thing funny. We do. <laughs> I don't think you think it's funny. Um, we had such a great podcast, and I do apologize because the sound was a little bit wonky. Yes. Um, but it, we were using two microphones. We're not like. I mean, if you were to see us right now, we're just sitting in my meditation room and we've got a microphone. It's really that simple. It's basic. It's very basic. I like um, it. And I, I mean, we could go back and do some editing, but we just thought organically who we are and how this comes out sounds so much better. Absolutely. I think so. And the content is really, I think, as long as we don't have a high pitch, like something right. real gross in the audio. And yeah, yeah we I probably think, wouldn't. I mean, in everything that Ashley and Anthony Wagner were talking about for Nuevo Medico CBD. It was so awesome. Such a beautiful podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. Hope Absolutely. you loved it. Well, and, and we love doing it. We definitely have more guests coming up. Um, again, we apologize. Well, not again. For the first time today, we are apologizing for coming a little bit later. We're a little late. Um... We were going to have Tuesday, or we were going to do Monday because mm-hmm. Tuesday was long or something. Yeah. Um, but I got strep. Ugh. And there was a lot of anxiety because I knew I had to go get tested and I wasn't sure if I had COVID. It was a lot, but it turns out it was just strep and I had some antibiotics and I feel a ton better. And your voice is better because we yeah. had chatted a few times through the week and your voice is so strained. I think even on Wednesday, right. you said it feels better, but it still doesn't sound right, or vice versa. No, yeah, it was that. My tonsils get so big. I get I get um, strep once every couple years. Oh, wow. Like, it just, it's like clockwork. And um, I don't know how I got it, which was a little bit weird because I haven't been spending a lot of time with people, but um, yeah, once my tonsils get so big, it really constricts my voice. Oof, yeah. So, yeah. It sounded could, shitty. Yeah. Oh, I could just hear the strain. It wasn't that yeah. you sounded shitty. I just could hear the strain on your vocals. And so, yeah. yeah. So, we are coming at you a little late, but we yes. want to stay on track. Absolutely. And so, uh, we won't have any content next week, but then the following week, we'll have a guest. And so, we'll talk to you about that when we have our guest. Oh, I'm so excited. I um, love having our guests. This is, I do too. It's really great. It's really thing. kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, but the guest that we're going to have, um, his name is Bobby Gutierrez. He is uh, a local, in my brain, artist. Um, he's a photographer, really kind of amazing. Um, and I know it's his side hustle, but he posts a lot of really beautiful content on Instagram, which is how I kind of met him. Um, and we had exchanged... Uh, messages about his photography and I think I put one of his pictures on the Luna X2 Um, so we haven't been friends like I don't know him he doesn't know me in person but through um, Instagram we start talking so he's gonna be coming on and so when we were talking about today's podcast we were just walking out from our last run and we were talking about things we're passionate about yes and so you had mentioned because it was your choice um, to talk about our passions. Right. And so finding them, um, managing them. Discovering new ones. Absolutely. Losing interest in your in a passion. Because that yep. happens. You're very passionate about I know I have tried every single craft and hobby probably that ever <laughs> has existed. Right. I know how to casually do a lot of things. I say mm-hmm. casually because there's no way that I'm a content expert on knitting. Okay. I can knit a, uh, like a four by four square, like a pot holder. Okay. I know how to crochet the same thing. Okay. Painting. 
yeah. photography, yeah. you name it, <laughs> I like dabbling. Yeah. And for me, dabbling is my passion. But it is it is a passion for you yeah. because I know we've talked about, um, and it's so interesting, your process, and I don't know if you're aware of, I know, I know you're aware of your seasons or whatever, but I know that part of what happens when you get motivated or inspired creatively is that you get really deep into it and then you like do the shit out of it. Oh, I do the absolute shit out of it. When I got into quilting, I did the absolute shit out of quilting. When I, and when I, even passions of like going to the gym, I do the shit out of it. Now that's just like lifestyle, like passion. Yeah. I don't think see that wavering off, but like hiking Mm -hmm. and two, it is seasons. You're right. Because when it's, dark and icky out like it's getting with the time change I have to find things to do indoors and then I need a lot of mental stimulation and a lot of variety and my passion this year and kind of uh it was started at the end of last year during the winter time Mm -hmm. around exactly the same time was starting to do artwork using organic and inorganic materials remember. Yeah. with my dead bugs and yep. my hornets and my bones and I'm still at it I was collecting bones all summer I actually created a piece this year that I am in love with nice and it's kind of like collage work or mm-hmm. shadow box work yep um but you, I remember when you got super into it, mm-hmm. and there was a whole conversation about the bees. Yeah. And you had to go get your bees, and it was a whole thing. Um, but it is interesting, because you and I are very much motivated by our passions. Um, I was talking to somebody earlier today, and um, I want them on the pod- podcast as well, as they're just a really cool human. But um, they were like, well, what do you mean passions, like romantic or blah, blah, blah. And so I think I want to talk about all of the different kinds of passions, right? Yeah. But one of the, as I was describing it to him, what I was talking about was um, kind of what motivates us. Mm-hmm. Um, so specific to my work, I wouldn't say that I'm passionate about counseling. Like that's not something I'm passionate about. Okay. Um, But what I know to be true, and certainly since I started doing therapy or being a therapist, I prefer the term therapist, but my master's degree is in counseling. Um, One of the things that I'm passionate about in doing therapy is the healing part. Um, And so I'm passionate about helping clients in as much as, you know, you and I talk a lot about being organized humans Mm -hmm. and we'd like order. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I like that about my job. And so when I describe to a new client how my, um, process is for therapy, what I talk to them about is clearing out their hoarder's basement of shit. Um, and so really, and I, and I talk about like, have you ever watched the show hoarders? Nine times out of 10, they definitely have, but What we talk about is like pulling everything out of your emotional basement, putting it on the lawn, and then sorting it by, you know, uh, trash, recycle, um, and then display or whatever. And so when we talk about our tools, um, you and I talk a lot about our tools and skills, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, I have only developed my tools from the life that I've had. I recognize that I'm grateful for the life that I've had because then it helps me to teach that to someone else. Yes. Right? And so that's what I'm passionate about. I wouldn't say I'm passionate about doing counseling, but I'm passionate about the healing part. I'm passionate about the organization. I'm I'm passionate about the transformation that happens in, in what I do. 
the whole process Absolutely. of what you do is what's the passion that you that's the driving passion is watching that yes. whole entire process unfold yes and it's funny is when I started um even applying for the program um as an empath and and I can I can imagine my empaths out there in the world will recognize people tell them things right and oftentimes you feel things so deeply and you can connect with someone and a stranger will tell you their fucking life. Yep. For good or bad. Like, <laughs> it, right. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a skill that you need to learn how to harness, but it's not easy to do that. No. And so before I knew what it was, I had studied psychology. I always thought that I was going to be, you know, like poking a rat somewhere <laughs> because that is a passion for me. Like the science of yeah. it, the research of it. Yeah. Um, so I never saw myself doing this. And so when it started to come to me, it was a line of things that happened. Um, and so my girlfriend was like, you do realize people tell you stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's really annoying. I don't know why they do that. Um, <laughs> but I was a peer counselor in high school. I was too. After my dad died. Oh, wow. And you had a lot. Yeah. Well, life? but it was like they recruited me. I never thought I wanted to do it, but it was it was fine. And then I was a peer counselor in college. Oh. Um, and I've always kind of served that role for my friends. Right. And so that's how it kind of came to be. Right. And all of those kind of signs, I was like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, so when I say that I'm passionate about my job and I love my job, um, which is part of why I'm successful and I can manifest all these things, is that piece. I'm passionate about the transformation. Right. I'm passionate about the healing that happens. I am not the healer. For my, like, the way that I describe my work. Right. Um, I am, I am the, the tool, I am the device mm -hmm. for which people are healed. They heal themselves. Yes. And so... Well, they heal themselves by coming to you and using you as a resource mm -hmm. and as, as a guide and as a navigator, as a liaison to all of, to all these tools and to right. all these, um... What am I looking for? What's the word here? These, you know, looking for these tools. The modalities the, in which you. they can heal themselves. Modalities. Yes. Appreciate it. I was like, and I'm brain no dead. Um, but yeah, and I mean, that, that's, so that, that, it is my passion. But it, then when I, when I was also talking to my friend, I was like, but there are so many other things that I'm passionate about. Right. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about too. In terms of finding your passion, sometimes it's happenstance and sometimes it's deep diving into something that you're interested in and sometimes it's um kind of happening upon a thing that you really um that gets you going right, right. it gets you excited gets you out of bed well and it's also energizing to do those things and it can be something that you do habitually regularly i will talk eventually about how I'm like a super crazy eco-Nazi. Yeah, you um, are. But it's something I'm passionate about. I know, and I love that about you. And you've changed me and my <laughs> philosophy. I use recycle bags now. Yeah. I've always recycled. I grew yeah. up recycling. Like, sure. That's big in my family. Even my grandma recycles. But yeah. yeah, you are like total eco. You've changed me. When I have a plastic bag, I'm like, you know what? There's only dry stuff in here. Right. Turn it inside out, rinse it and dry it, and use it again. Yeah. Nothing molded in it. Yeah. I'm good to go. Yeah. Let's use it again. And I don't use, like, this cup. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a to-go cup from a restaurant. I will probably use it for the next year and a half. <laughs> and so I'll well, change out the straw. It, I yeah. know, I is, know. No, no, no. Is that a no, disposable? This, 
No, it's not, because it came from the restaurant yeah. still, so. But I have all the, I have all my recycling, I have an army of recycling straws now because of you. So once yeah. this straw, probably in four weeks, gets real gross yeah. after I, like, I clean it and stuff, and yeah. then I have to cut it into little things, I will even cut it into little things so that the turtles. There you go. You know, you've taught me a lot. And then I'll <laughs> stab my recycle straw in there. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, it's something I'm passionate about, but mm -hmm. we'll talk about that in a minute. Tell me something you have either known about yourself to be passionate as you talk about like the art stuff you've always had that creative kind of flow yeah my first time being featured actually in a gallery was when i was 14 years old wow yeah Same the more. first time i was on the radio um i wrote a jingle so the first real like art thing you know music art you know whatever all these things fall under the same category of art. We could argue that. People right. have argued it But even me. just creativity. Just creativity. Yeah. You know, art, um, so I wrote a jingle in the second grade and won a competition for a phone service that was phone, it was called Phone Friend. Uh-huh. For uh, youth to call in to get homework help. Oh, Or wow. just to get help. You sure. know, just talk to somebody if they were lonely. Yeah. And I, I heard it, you know, I saw a little flyer and I was like, I'm going to write a jingle. And then I wrote the jingle and then I found a little tape recorder and then I had a friend who played the piano and I was like, will you play this? And then we did this together and I won this competition. Wow. And I was little, <laughs> like real little. And then I was featured in a gallery. Like I said, I was 14 years old yeah. and I did a um, cloth doll. So my mm -hmm. mom was really into sewing. So I come from a family of really creative people. Yeah. And she was really into sewing and I saw this pattern in her, in her sewing room and I was like, I want to make that. It speaks yeah. to me. So we made this doll, and then I was like, but I want this doll to have this, and I want to put beads on it, because I was really into beading, you yeah, know, yeah, making yeah. bracelets, and I beaded on her, and I put all this stuff, and I painted her. Oh, wow. And um, it was beautiful. My mom still has her to this day, yeah. and uh, again, you know, our community, I grew up in a small community, and uh, they put out a flyer, you know, looking for youth art for an exhibit. Sure. And I, you know, submitted my little application, walked over to Fuller Lodge and submitted and, you know, had to take a picture, took my little Polaroid. Yeah. They called and said, we want to feature you. And I actually won, I think it was like third or second place wow. for the entire, yeah, thing. And so That's that was awesome. great. Yeah. So I've always been really creative and it's a passion and I need to be creative. It's a part of an expression of who I am. Yeah. And if I, I, I just, yeah, creativity is a passion of mine. And, and creativity for me isn't just, I don't know, cloth, you know, cloth dolls and beading and music. It's also appreciating other people's art. Yeah, I absolutely. go to the concerts, you know, that's something I'm missing, Yeah. you know, right now, but I go to concerts of all types, you know, I'll be at a metal concert on a Monday night at the launch pad, <laughs> and then, you know, like an acoustic Ben Gibbard on a Thursday, yeah. total different, I just love the process of being creative myself, but I love other people's creativity, absolutely. I'm passionate about what other people are doing, when I meet people that are, you know, I, I do drumming or I write music or, you know, I do this digital animation stuff. I'm like, show me. I yeah. want to know. Well, do you use that in your work in terms of helping kids to find what motivates and drives them? Absolutely. That's yeah. a huge thing that I do in my job. And that's one of the things I am passionate about in voc rehab working in the schools is finding out what is it that you like. Yeah. Not what you're even 
pat because they're not genuinely passionate. Some kids about anything yet. <laughs> well, and in high school, okay. they're mostly passionate about each other. Well, but... yeah, they're making out. They think passion is amour. Right. You know, like yeah. I'm passionate about my boyfriend. He's so cute. And they're like, Oh my gosh, you're 14. Stop right. touching each other. Um, and so, but yeah, no, finding and helping them to discover that passion and mm. that creativity and what do you like? Well, how can we take what you like, what you like, what you like, and then also what you don't like, and yeah. then form a plan yeah. for you to start taking classes that are going to set you forward on a pathway to just continue to just be enveloped yeah. with these things that you love. Yeah. And then and that develops into a passion, you know? Well, and it also them. develops into the, the formation or seed of figuring out what you like mm-hmm. and why you like it and having a conversation is the best way to do that. Because, I mean, I think sometimes people say, oh, I like this or I like that. But it's not until you have a, a deeper and broader conversation about what feelings does it evoke or what does it motivate for you or right. what, you know, does it give you energy? Does it, whatever it does. How does this feed you? Yes. And what part of it does it feed? And, you know, where is that maybe in your body, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, like, you know, there's so many things, and you and I are passionate people. Mm-hmm. Like when we get into a thing, we get like super into a thing. Oh, I get, I get, we go out. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna do this like half-assed, shit. right? Like I'm gonna do it to like my capacity of awesome. Sure. Because I don't know if the background just picked up. There's a the very loud car, um, but I think it picked up us and it was so it's fine. Um, but I think that yeah, it's it's a matter of figuring out what it is that motivates you gives you energy, feeds you, stimulates you. Absolutely. Um, and so so that's so much broader than uh, tell me what you like. Exactly. Right? And I think that question of what are you passionate about um, is a good question to have, certainly as adults. And you and I have had a lot of conversations, not just on the podcast, but in general about things that we like. Mm-hmm. And then seeking out other humans to do that with them. Right. Because we're social introverts. Yep. Um, we do like our smaller circles, but we, we definitely um, get jazzed about hanging out with people who are also passionate. Right. And have that activity partner that will share that joy and energizing. Because it's one thing to find somebody who's passionate about camping, like you are, yeah. you know, and go camping with you. Yeah. We have freaking good time. Every time. And it's like fucking awesome. It's the best. You know, but then, you know, somebody's like, yeah, I like camping. And yep. they like it. Sure. And you're just like, yeah, let's go camping. And they like it, but they're not passionate about it. And then you're kind of like, this is a little bit different of a dynamic. <laughs> and I feel a different energy in this camping trip. Because this right. person likes it, but they're ready to go home. Well, not only that, but I think even in, and we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, is like, when you and I, when I decided that camping was a thing that I wanted to become excited about, for a lot of different reasons, right. I did research. I got gear. I packed it, packed and planned. I bought a fucking. I was truck. just gonna say you bought a fucking truck. <laughs> right. I mean, like that's that's how I do passion. Yeah. Is that if I get very excited about a thing, I want to learn everything there is to learn about it. I want to know what I need to do, and then I also. In as much as I'm not like a shopper, I don't like you'd never find me in a mall. Right. I do in fact love some retail therapy and getting getting gear, getting stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, for a minute there I was very passionate about purses and shoes and stuff. And then when I switched over to camping and tactical gear and all of that, like I got rid of 
a lot of shoes, a lot of purses to make space for my passion. And I think that's another thing that needs to happen is that when, and keep in mind, not everyone, um, like passions change over time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there are people who are collectors, for example, um, and that really jazzes them. Like they go to conventions and they do all kinds of stuff and, and then they have a really hard time like letting go of things. Um, whereas you and I don't fixate on one thing with that like level of intensity. No. We have passions for a lot of stuff. Right. I mean, I we talk about food all the time. I love food. I know we do. I went and bought some new pots. Speaking of, I went and bought some new pots and pans because I'm so passionate about it. Nice. I was like, I need new pots and pans. Yeah. So I'm doing so much cooking from home now. Absolutely. I'm getting really, really good at it. That's awesome. Yeah, my new pans are fabulous. Good. That's fantastic. But I think having the right tools to feed your passion absolutely and that's huge and i like that you said that because i'm gonna go on to that so when i was younger i skied okay Mm -hmm. and i skied really well but i always had used gear we go to swap meet you know my my parents are like no we're not buying you that you know where it's just like oh but i want that color skis and this jacket was like no we're getting this one because it's on sale and it fits you you know and i never really had like great gear yeah but my parents dragged me up to the ski hill every Saturday, every Sunday, and half day Wednesday for four, six years straight. Wow, that's awesome. Every And it is, and it's awesome. But I was never passionate about it because I didn't have the gear that I wanted. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't have the gear that I felt that I wanted. You yeah. know, I didn't have, like, the boots that fit all the way awesome. They were a little too big for, like, a few seasons to sure. grow into. And, right, because when that, you're on a budget, that's a thing. And that's a thing, but it would make my feet hurt, or then I wouldn't feel good doing it, and da-da-da. So as soon as I graduated and went to college, I stopped skiing. Yeah. And people always ask me, like, I started skiing at five. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was just really consistent, those, you know, oh, it was from the fifth grade on, actually. Okay. Until I graduated high school, like yeah. every Saturday, Sunday, and half day Wednesday, and you know, everybody's like, "Wow, you must be so good at it. You must love it." And I'm like, "Was Actually, that because it was part of like your family dynamic, or yeah, that's mom, what or? my dad was passionate okay. about skiing. Gotcha. Absolutely passionate. Yeah, my mom stepped out of it when I was in the eighth grade. She stopped skiing. She was like, "I don't want to be cold. I'm sick of being cold." Okay. So still went with dad. Annual passes. Grew up 20 minutes from a ski hill. Yeah. You know, and so and he loved it, and so he'd take us all the time. It was great, but. It was, I didn't, I wasn't passionate about it. So people ask me like, oh, do you still ski to this day? And I'm like, well, I could get on the slope and do a really good job, but no, I'm really not passionate. I have not, I was thinking about this because I was having this conversation. I haven't skied in probably 10 years. Wow. Yeah. And then the last time we went, quote, on a ski trip for our family, I was like, I'm going to snowshoe. Yeah. Because it just, I never hung a passion for it. I did it. Sure. I did it really well. Mm -hmm. I wasn't in love with it. That's fair. Absolutely. So, and those are, I think that's something to think about too, is that in your life, when you're doing something, whether you're driving it or somebody else is driving it, yeah. is that feeding you? Absolutely. And that's, that's really interesting. Um, so I'm super into like cycling, um, exercise, like those things, but I, I hate the gym. I, I know that you love the gym, but like the gym is not where I go to do that. Totally. Um, you have an awesome gym here in your house. I do. But I also, like, so yoga, uh, biking. So when people, because we're, you know, I'm single. You're not as single. But when we were dating people or talking to them, we would talk about things like that. What are you passionate about? What do you enjoy? 
And my things have never changed. Like, I always say, um, camping, shooting, uh, riding my bicycle, um, hiking, spending time outside, and patio drinks. That's all I say. That's usually because those things are true. Right. Like, patio drinks for me is something I am passionate about. Um, I miss, especially in this time, I miss the O'Neill's patio. Yeah. Something fierce. Um, But even just like, and, and, you know... When we're doing this podcast, so it is October 25th, um, our numbers are spiking again. Um, We just got new restrictions. Well, the governor had opened up restaurants and all the things, and I tried to do the makeshift patios. It's not the same. My anxiety goes through the roof in even thinking about going out. Um, And so it's not as enjoyable for me, which is really heartbreaking because patio drinks is something I am very passionate about. Any one of my friend groups and certainly any of my friends or people listening, they know that I love a good patio drink. You do. And, you know, the same with with bicycling. I can, I do it. And um, so other news, I broke my ankle. Um, I think we talked about it. I think we talked about it. So I broke my ankle a month ago um, and I had to not, I had to stop walking for exercise because that's how I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also didn't like ride my bike or do anything. And it has been so hard and yeah. depressing to think about not doing the things that I'm passionate about because I'm restricted. But I did go to the doctor. I got the clear. I got a different kind of brace. Um, and so I've been walking again, which makes me feel so much better. Excellent. Good. I'm glad that you can start getting back into that passion. And I'm sorry about patios. I don't know. <laughs> the light's about to change. <laughs> Well, I have a patio. You can come drink on my well, patio. Well, and I do, and, and I have do. a patio, and, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, the things that I am passionate about are not just, um, it's not about stuff. It's about a feeling. Right. Um, and so for me, like, cycling is a feeling, and I have done it by myself for years. Um, and that's one of those things that, like, I would love to meet somebody who doesn't, like, go for 50 miles at a time, yeah. but, like has a bike. Right. And like you talk about when we talk about somebody who likes camping versus somebody who's passionate about it. Right. Like I don't want to be so passionate. I have a friend who actually races um, bicycles and does um, mountain biking. He's passionate about it. Awesome. I just like to go to the Bosque and ride on the trail. I love it. <laughs> but like there's a level of passion, you know, and because I like so many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but my body has always been a challenge in that, like, I have arthritis in both my knees. Right. Um, now my ankle is stupid. <laughs> you know, my back has been an issue. Right. Um, and the fact that I am now at this really great place of health, um, this month, not Aside. withstanding. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's it's one of those things where you kind of go, okay, what is it about? Like, traveling, we are both very passionate oh, about traveling. Oh, I love traveling. This was supposed to be the year of travel. Right? Instead of the year of travel, which it will come. It yeah. will come back. It will, it will, it will. Absolutely. I bought the house yep. and I got a puppy. Yes. Are you New passionate passions. about puppies? <laughs> I am passionate about having a puppy. Ask me that in next month. Okay. I'm real tired from this puppy. That's fair. I'm a parenthood um, is exhausting. It is. It's, it, it's it real, be. it was real tired. We had our first night. I just got the puppy yesterday and, okay. uh, yeah. So I'll get passionate about my puppy. Watch <laughs> out. He'll have his own Instagram. Oh, he already does. <laughs> wow. Um, so, I mean, you know, when we talk about, um, passions and things that 
bring us joy, things that bring us positive feelings. Um, you know, obviously we can't not talk about romantic passion. Absolutely. Because you said, you mentioned to somebody, we were doing the podcast on yeah. passion, and they are like, oh, like romantic passion? Right. So it's, it's a, a passion is one of those words that what do you plug it into? Sure. Like, do you plug it into, like, personal satisfaction is passion, or passion in the bedroom, or, you know, it, well, it, it's and a diverse word. Right. But as we have talked about, um, certainly in our, in our dating uh, podcasts and being single, um... Physical passion is important for us. And I'm not just talking about sex, but I'm talking about intimacy. And it is something we are passionate about. Absolutely. Um, so both of our love languages and receiving mm-hmm. is based on intimacy. Yes. Physical touch, connection. And again, we're not just talking about sex. We're talking about... Hand-holding. Rushing well, your partner's shoulder. Sure. Feeling that affection. Right. And I'm, I'm a random kisser. Like, if I'm with someone, like, I'll just walk by and kiss them and then go on about my day. Um, and so those kinds of things, that is a passion for us. Yeah. Because it's how we express connection, feeling love, all of those things. Absolutely. And it's also how we receive it. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, we've both been in, in relationships and certainly our marriages where that was not the case. Right. Um, that was hard on both of us. Oh, Right. Well, and I'm trying to think, like, there was affection in my household um, between my parents, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is something I vividly remember observing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that, like, when I got married at 25, I thought that that would be a thing, and it wasn't. Right. And that was hard. It was a hard pill to swallow, but it was also, like, an awareness you know, just like another box that I, that's not going to happen this time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, it's interesting to talk about the feelings that are evoked by things that we're passionate about. It just feeds your soul. Right. It just feeds you. You get, feel nourished. You feel, I don't, yeah, you feel completed by, ex, by experiencing your passion, whatever yeah. that passion is. Like for me, after I, when I'm working on a project, I will zone out yeah. for six to eight hours. Absolutely. I, yeah, I'll forget to eat. I won't forget to hydrate because I am a hydrator. I'm passionate about my hydration. Same. Um, but I, I will just get so enveloped in this feeling of feeling so good. It's like a euphoric feeling for me that yes. I'm so engaged in what I'm doing and I'm being so fed by what I'm doing. It's, it's orgasmic. To have that feeling, uh, like, passion fulfilled. Right. And I'm just making a piece of artwork to other people. But to me, it's so much more. But I also think that, like, your passions can also be uh, negative. There's mm-hmm. a shadow side to them. Because mm-hmm. then there's a the limit before it tips into addiction. Absolutely. And that's something to think about, too. Is as we're talking about that euphoric feeling or that feeling of connectedness or that feeling of... Um, validation or positive energy or like all those things right. anything that's that good that gets the endorphins going that much right can also turn into an addiction and is that the example of the 50 mile racing cyclist right well and i think or you maybe know. if he's hurting his body and it's right. injuring himself and it's causing mal if it's causing problems you know physical problems well but problems, problems are relative too because the individual I'm talking about, as a matter of fact, um, 
he's he's very much um oh how do i describe him um he doesn't listen to this so i think it's fine uh, he might come across it just anyway. don't use his name but right um he he is very driven by his passions which i love um and he's very motivated to be a dad so he's very passionate about being a father which as i observe him as a father it's awesome um but it's also a reason that i wouldn't date him because what I know is that, and, and it's not a bad thing, like he's been my friend for a long time, um, but he becomes consumed by whatever he's doing. Yep. And so when he's parenting and he's a part-time dad, he's a full-time dad, but he has his kids part-time, um, he gets very passionate about that. Totally fine. Good. Um, when it comes to like mountain biking, he will go off and do that. And what I've noticed just being his friend is that I've observed it comes in, in the way of relationships often. So when you say trouble, trouble is relative. Yeah. So for him, uh, a, a romantic partner can come in and out because he's fine and fulfilled in all these other aspects of his life. Right. And so I think you and I are the same in that the things that we're passionate about, we connect with people to do or we do on our own. Right. Um, but it's not an addiction. It's not a maladaptive behavior. See, and I was, like, my head was thinking, like, I know people who, athletes mm -hmm. especially, and that's why I was like, maybe I could use that example, but athletes who are so passionate about being an athlete that yeah. it doesn't matter what's going on with their body. If their PT, is, their physical therapist is saying, you look, you blew your knee out a month right. ago, you just had surgery, it's going to be six to eight months before you get back on that bicycle, yes. and then four months into their recovery, they're back on that bicycle, pushing their body, trying to get that fulfillment, to fulfill that passion, to get that euphoria. But and it's also, they're fighting the depression because exactly. of the grief that happens when you can't do your passion if you're doing it to that addictive place. If yeah. you're not, and we talk a lot about balance, exactly. if you're not balancing your life with all these other things, that if you lose one or one drops off or you can't do it. So, like, for example, camping. Yeah. There's no fucking way I'm going to go camping. Right. After this particular storm, we're done with it until summer. Like, yeah. until May. Yeah. April, maybe. But we aren't going to go again. No, winter camping is not my thing. As not passionate about camping as I am, <laughs> I am also very passionate about not freezing my ass off. Absolutely. I am very passionate about having a really good time. And I have the gear for winter camping, to be honest. I yeah. have fucking awesome gear. But I will not do it because I do not enjoy it. Right. And so we only do it when we enjoy it. That's exactly. my point, right? Like, and so in the winter, we get passionate about other things. Oh, yeah. You know, there's there's lots of other fun, fantastic things. And I <laughs> I used to have a winter patio and a summer patio. Um, but, you know, patios. Um, I'm passionate about my house now. Um. I'm passionate about, um, you know connecting with my friends and passion we're passionate about the podcast for sure yes um and so really recognizing how it makes you feel mm -hmm. does it motivate you forward what is the energy that you get from it and so as we talk about how to develop a passion or to recognize what it is what are two or three things that you would say to our listeners to how to start to prepare to be aware of what Hold on. What That's a lot of words. About. You threw a lot of words at me. I was listening Fair. to them. I was like really engaged. What's the question? <laughs> what are two or three things that you would say to our listeners about how to find something they're passionate about? What things would you look well, for? Well, think about what something that you enjoy okay. and that's something that you do consistently. Okay. Because if you're going to do something consistently and you, that means you enjoy it, right? Yeah. And then 
how do you grow that? And if you enjoy doing it, could that become a career? So I look at things through that lens of right. like okay. career development. Right. Sure. And so would you do that? Are you so passionate about it that you build a business around it? Yep. Are you so passionate about it that it's something that you incorporate into your daily routine and schedule because it feeds you so much? Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's a lot about, I would tell our listeners to really self-reflect and to pay attention to everything that they're doing during the day. Yeah. And what things that they're doing where they're like, time disappears. Yeah. Because that's, you're, they're so engaged in it and they look at the clock and they're like, wow, that's a lot of time just went by and I was yeah. so engaged in this and I was so fulfilled by this. Oh, maybe that's a passion right there then. Sure. Could you grow that? Or are you happy with where it's at? Yeah. You know, or what resources would you need to grow that or to yeah. develop that into a career or a business or into like a side hustle or into however you want to incorporate that life. And then to look at, you know, how do you balance that yeah. in your life? So. I love that. I love that lens of, of looking at, you know, cause we talk a lot about doing things that we're passionate and that we love mm -hmm. and we happen to get paid for them. Yeah. It's great. Um, but I also think that there's another thing to pay attention to, um, which is partially why I brought up maladaptive behavior is that balance piece, right? Absolutely. Because I think there can't, the shadow side of it is then becoming addicted to that feeling yes. without looking at the balance. Um, and so patio drinks, though I love them, I'm not going to do them all the time. <laughs> well, if you're patio drinking every night, right. you know, you're, yeah, it cause something bad to happen. Well, and I don't, like you to I pump your liver out of your butt. Drink very often <laughs> anyway. Um, but I think that's, that's something to pay attention to. Um, and so when we talk to kind of bring it back around to romantic passion, yes. um, you know, we've there have been relationships where they burn hot because there's a lot of passion, yeah. but there's not a lot of interest beyond that passionate about each other. That connectiveness was yeah. that connection. I was had a very passionate, I've had a few very passionate relationships, and I say this in that sexual tone of the, the passion was the sexual aspect, mm -hmm. you know, and once that kind of started to slow down or fizzle, right? Because you can't stay on that high level you of endorphins. You can't yeah. sustain the those endorphins and those hormones in your body or you're going to die. Right. I mean, really, truly, science proves that with rats. Absolutely. Um, and cocaine. <laughs> so, right. but, you know, once that, and then it's, what's the substance in there that's the connective force? Right. You know, we came into this so hot and heavy and we're doing all the sexy things and all the flirting and all the dating and all the dinners and all the this and the flowers and the cards and the this and then it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. But, you know, it's not sustainable. Right. Like you said, not sustainable. Unless there's other things that kind of bind you and connect you. That you're you. building. Yes. As you're enjoying those passion of that sexual passion sure. and those hormones and stuff. But you have to, you don't have to be, but if you're building other things like, oh, and we have this in common and oh, we have this, oh, now we enjoy doing these things together right. other than just boning. Yeah. Like, oh, we enjoy cooking together. Oh, we enjoy camping together. Oh, we enjoy these things. Oh, we're on the same level of this other passion of camping together. Yes. We're on this other level and passion of making and creating artwork. So I will respect your space while you do yours. Yeah. You'll respect mine. And we're building this, you know, parallel passion together. Right. But then it's something that we can share in conversation and excitement yes. and joy and an appreciation of one another. Absolutely. And so if your partner is super into a thing or really enjoys doing a thing, rather than trying to pull them away from it, like my friend, I would never... Tell him not to go on a bike ride or not to go on a camping trip or not to go on a race. I would be like, go and do that. That's exciting for you. I think some people and some partners 
would get jealous of a passion and that's something to pay attention to. And that is a big thing that does happen because, oh, my boyfriend's passionate about sports and when it's not sports season, you know, when it's sports season comes, they don't talk to me. We don't spend time together. We're not going out on dates. We're not even having sex because they're eating, drinking all day on Sunday and, you know, can't function for the rest of the week because they have diarrhea or whatever it is. I mean, and then that person really needs to get in check their Sunday binging on sports. Becomes obsessive. I'm just saying. Wow. I know. Somebody has some trauma around sports. I don't um, watch them. Well, I don't either. But, I mean, I one of the other things that, that if your partner is excited about sports mm-hmm. and detaches and all those things, exactly. it's a matter of letting them know, hey, let's find some balance. But also, recognize that when that ends, mm-hmm. sometimes they'll go through a depression. There's a grief. Or they need to have this, it needs to be a balance. Like, that's what we I, keep I don't to. disagree with you, but if you get two, like, football fans together, and that's something they're passionate about, and they both like to watch football awesome. and all the things, that's amazing. That's awesome. But if you know that on, I don't think they call them football widows or something, if you're not, I'm not into football. I could right. get two fucks about it. Like, maybe not even that many. But I, if I'm with someone who's into it, I'm like, go, watch, do, all the things. Respect I will go with it. I will go and watch it with you or learn about it or do whatever. Fuck, I'll make you food. But you also have to then go on a bike ride with me. Right. Or you also then have to come traveling with me. If we have multiple passions that overlap, that's awesome. But if I feel neglected or bummed out or whatever. Right then I'm also not feeding my passion and I'm expecting you to change, which is fucked up. That is fucked up. Well, and two, if you're so, you know, if you're giving up your own passions to enjoy the passions of somebody else, that's fucked up too because you're not feeding and nourishing yourself. So then what can you really bring to a relationship if you're not fulfilling yourself? Except for like resentment and frustration. Exactly. You're going to be resented and frustrated with your partner because... You've given up your all the things that make you happy, and you did it willingly and, that and knowingly. Make you, you. What and that make you you, and and people do need to do the things that make them you, and that's yeah. why two people initially come together is because they like the things about each other right there yes. up front, not the things that you know after they've given up things and resentment and animosities, but then they don't really like each other, right? You know, and they don't they forget who they are exactly, and a lot of people need to spend a lot of t- time after a relationship to be like. I need to figure out myself again. I've heard that so many times. Like, I just got out of a relationship, and I really need to figure out who I am. And I've been that person sure. who has gotten out of relationships. When I exited my marriage, mm-hmm. after 11 years of giving up everything I loved to sit around to wait for my husband to decide to spend time with me, yeah. to choose me, I gave everything up because I was like, if I'm just available all the time... All the time, he'll spend time with me. Well, he didn't. Right. And then I gave up the things. I became a couch potato, and I don't really like watching TV or movies. I really don't do that. I didn't own a TV. Right. I finally bought one this year when COVID hit. Right. Because I was like, well, I'm not going to be going out and spending time with people and doing stuff outside the home, so... Maybe I'll watch YouTube videos or something. Right. I got a TV. That's fair. You know. But I also think that, you know, it is recognizing... For your own mental health and for that of your partner, I think one of the things that happened at the end of my marriage was I developed all of my passions and my partner was not in that same space. Right. And so the more things I was doing by myself, the more things I was engaging in to fulfill myself, I started recognizing if I'm not getting that here, then I should probably just be by myself. Exactly. And that really did drive and motivate... um, 
our separation and, and our subsequent um, not being together. Exactly. Um, we are almost out of time. Holy moly, this has been an amazing conversation. <laughs> How much time do we have left? Uh, we've got about three minutes. Oh my. But, I mean, I hope that we will encourage you to have a conversation about what you're passionate about or even just that awareness, right? Absolutely. Something that, recognize what feeds you, what you get excited about, what you spend time doing, what you spend money on, you know, all of those things. And if you're not doing that, how do you get back to things that make you happy? Right. Because as we talk about depression and anxiety, um, they definitely rob us of things that we're passionate about. They They definitely rob us of... Having that joy and fulfillment in our lives. Right. That yeah, the mo- even the motivation just to figure it out sometimes. Absolutely. You can be in a place of depression where you're like, I can't even figure out what I like. Yeah. And well, and hard. I think even in relationships and, and I'm glad we ended there, um, to recognize if you're giving up who you are to be in a relationship or what you're passionate about, um, or if you've glommed on to somebody else's passion because they're excited about it, um, but have lost yourself in the process. That's something to pay attention to because it does build resentment, because it does build anger. It does not build connection. Just, we got to end it right there. Okay. That was so amazing. <laughs> you guys are the best listeners ever. Thank you so much for taking your time to listen to us. Um, we definitely appreciate it. We will have a guest next time. We should be back on track, but we're also just kind of going with this because this is something we're passionate about. We continue to do it. Love this. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Take care.